The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin, bringing you 15 minutes of English language features. Up ahead in today's program, we have my music program, Jukebox Republic. But we're going to start off with Here in Taiwan. Hello there, today is February 11, but if you're joining us on radio, it would be February 14th. And you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin, and joining the studio with me is Thomas Cabell. Today we're going to be looking at a couple of interesting stories, but also to show some things oh, yeah. that has to do with the Zodiac Animal of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also we have a story about the fact that uh, all public school classrooms in Taiwan are air conditioned now. Now, mm. you might think that sounds surprising. It's like, what? Isn't it, <laughs> uh, isn't it taken? You know, isn't it granted? But we'll, 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 we'll tell you all about that. And then also the fact that I'm, you know, being a pet, new pet owner now, I'm really glad to hear that Tainan Shelters, uh, they boast of uh, 80% adoption rate uh, in the past, wait, how many years? I forgot, four years or something like that. I'll get to that. And also, a talk about the upcoming um, Kaohsiung Lantern Festival, which uh, falls on the 15th day mm-hmm. of the Lunar New Year. And, so. But we already had a show. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. We'll, we'll uh, have some footage of that for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, stay tuned. Don't go away. Don't go away. Okay, so it's the year of the tiger, according to the Chinese zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as always, new, um, not new, new, Taipei city government would always come with this um, paper lanterns, okay? Mm-hmm. Then they can hand out to kids, and they always like to do that. But I'm telling you, they're not easy to put together. Because oh, yeah. I remember last year, it was the year of the cow, the ox, and I tried to put together one and like show it on a show or something like that, a program. I, I kind of like, I'm, I'm sure I missed a lot of steps, and I was just like, all right, it, it, it'll go, you know. But uh, this year, we've got our student um, intern, a student worker, actually, and she managed to put it together. It's beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can, like, show it. You have to hold it from the mm-hmm. holder. Yeah, so that's the tiger, uh, ear of the tiger, and um, this paper, actually, I think it's waterproof. You know, it's not... It doesn't that just get destroyed once it's you know dropped in the water you know by accident. But I want to show that on the paws, it's got these Chinese characters, which actually means um, what is it? One of them is da like ji da ji is like that's uh, uh, da ji would be uh, like great, prosperity, right? Uh, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, wealth, luck, luck, uh, luck, luck, luck. And then dali dali would be wealth. Wealth would be yeah. wealth. Yeah, so that, I think that's really amazing on their paws, you know. And then what I've noticed, oh, she, it's got a cape too. It's like a flying tiger. <laughs> a, <laughs> I like that. I really like that. And then it's funny because what's hanging from oh. the top? It's so funny. There's a... Tiger's favorite foods. Yeah. 
there's I, a steak. I guess there's a steak. Uh, there uh, are some firecrackers, firecrackers here. But there are there there are three eggs right here, <laughs> which is especially interesting since Taiwan has been experiencing an egg shortage. I know. Yeah, um, uh, eggs for are kind reason, of but... hard to come by. Oh uh, well, uh, yeah. actually, I, <laughs> I made a video about it yesterday. Right. Um, the shortage has many reasons. I know. Uh, I couldn't really quite understand. Was, it's so complicated. We had a we had a spell of cold weather recently, and apparently hens okay. uh, don't lay as many eggs. Okay, so that's uh, true. When the huh? weather's cold, all right. I uh, heard there about were that. also some localized outbreaks of avian flu, uh, oh. and which didn't really make it into news <clears throat> because I mean we've right. had avian outbreaks yeah, it's, before. It's now unfortunately an endemic thing um, okay. oh, around the oh, world. Oh, oh, um, kind of. Okay, and then uh, the third factor was uh, the, the fact that the government has introduced a, a price freeze on uh, retail sale of eggs, which discouraged many farmers from replenishing uh, their numbers of hens. Wait, I'm sorry. I, so I might really be foggy. The, the, the why, why, why? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, because uh, since there is a limit on how much eggs can cost right. uh, farmers are seeing their uh, profit margins get thinner and thinner okay because uh, also the cost of feed another factor oh, yeah, the yeah, cost yeah, of yeah. feed has that. gone up and logistics uh, costs have gone up because of the pandemic oh uh, um, yeah so a lot of different factors contributed to the fact that taiwan is now not producing as many eggs as it is consuming so mm. we have to start supplementing that with imports from Japan, Australia, uh, and, and other had, countries. And they had, like, time-wise, they had managed to kind of, like, help the layover period and because the imported eggs haven't gotten here. Yes, yet. no. Uh, well, the government, the government is also subsidizing uh, egg production now uh, and, and increased quotas on egg imports. Okay. Um, or lowered ta- and also lowered tariffs on uh, uh, importing, importation of feed. Wow. Corn and other things that uh, chickens eat. Okay. Well, I mean... Yesterday, the, I've learned so much you, you, about I, raising Yeah, chickens. thank you for <laughs> filling in all that I didn't know. But, I mean, you know, uh, the 30 years I've been back in Taiwan, I mean, I've gone through this toilet paper panic buying. Mm-hmm. And, and that was due to something... Oh, I discussed it with somebody uh, the other day. Coronavirus? Or, no, like, it there was, was another one because was of the not. coronavirus. Oh, there was right? another yeah. one. Oh, I thought was? that's, that's no, what, that was the one No, the one, one before, yeah. I see. So this is the first time I came across an egg shortage. I mean, you know... This is actually like, not the first time that uh, in Taiwan, an egg shortage has happened in Taiwan. When was uh, the last Previous time? shortages uh, a couple of years ago, I think. A couple um, years ago? Uh, really? Now, this is, I don't have <laughs> any solid data on that. This is just me as a consumer who buys a lot of eggs because my wife really loves eggs. Okay. So we we do buy a lot of eggs, and there were short, very short periods of time when eggs were hard to come by, or um, the selection was severely limited. Oh, all right. And we have our favorite brand. And oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, so um, so that's that with the tiger. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's another one here, um, kind of nice. It's from the National Taiwan Museum, which was actually, um, you know, s- sent to John Ventriest, uh, who is now our ex-colleague. And, um, and, and I asked if I could have it. I said, sure. Because uh, I was born in need of the tiger, and I thought that was kind of nice. You oh, know, it's it a nice, really says, nice cardboard paper, hard paper, and it's really... It actually says, ha- it actually says Happy New Year on the, on the back. On the side. back, yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, the two tigers, which are going to be um, placed on my desk <laughs> for the time being. But anyway, let's get to the first story here. Um, it's to do with the fact that every public school classrooms in Taiwan now have air conditioning. Yay. Yay. And uh, the government basically in, uh, like invested uh, $1.16 billion U.S. dollars to, uh, to put air conditioning in all 3,100 of Taiwan's public elementary, junior high, and high schools. And and actually, we managed to do it ahead of time. They were, you know, thinking that by May, but you know, we've already installed 181, well, almost 182,000 air conditioners in just a year and a half. Mm. And and so now, students from both urban and rural areas would no longer need to feel the heat during summer classes, and I say even doing exams. Can you imagine oh boy, yeah. taking exams in the heat? I mean, mm. you can't even concentrate. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It, it, Taiwan can get really hot in the summer. It, yes. It's so hot that it's literally hard to think. Right, it's true. Your and thoughts slow down to a crawl. I know, and added with the the dampness, the humidity mm-hmm. here in Taipei, oh, yeah. especially in Taipei, yeah, more so than the south. So the Ministry of Education has been working with the local government since July 2020 to install air conditioners and upgrade related elect- electrical systems in public schools. And um, so basically the government is so nice to cover the energy costs generated by air-conditioned classrooms during school hours, but only for the year for this year. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they've actually allocated an additional 30.4 uh, million U.S. dollars in funding to help cover electricity and maintenance bills. Well, that's the good thing about public schools. Yeah. You know, everything gets covered by the government. But um, it's about time, I want to say. It's about time. <laughs> On one hand, I'm very happy to hear that because, of course, the comfort of students uh, is an important factor yes. uh, and important for education. On the other hand, hearing about air conditioning in general makes oh. me think about climate change because uh, yeah, it is I know. Uh, an, an energy-hungry thing in your house. <sighs> yes, that um, is true. But um, let's hope that uh, we can develop Green energy Green sources energy. that will sort of alleviate some of that. That um, is true. Some of that problem. Yeah, you know, this makes me think about the fact that um, you know my husband's sister uh, is lives in Zurich, Switzerland, and um, I think a couple of years ago, you know, with uh, global warming, they, you know, the houses there, they, they, they don't get. I mean, okay, the temperature there doesn't get too hot, mm-hmm. but it's been getting so warm that they've been unable to work in the office because they don't even have fans. Oh yeah. They don't even have electric fans. And so actually, um, her boss asked her when she came back to Taiwan on you know, visits to bring back a mini fan for <laughs> you know, her boss and things like that. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, that's how it is. You know, when, and then with global warming, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's just the same kind of idea. But, uh, true. Um, it, well, my wife and I try to stick to electric fans as as much as we can, and only turn on air conditioning as a last resort. Right. And and uh, then we also set it uh, at twenty seven or twenty eight degrees, like the 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 maximum, the, sure. the highest temperature setting. Well, you do know that the economic economical way to do that is actually turn on air conditioning and a fan. Because oh, then yeah. it actually mm, circulates, yeah, it the, circulates air. the air mm-hmm. and that's, that's you feel cooler. We, yeah. um, we have a few comments. Oh, right. Uh, Jen DeLore says, uh, in Texas, we used to have huge thunderstorms during spring and fall. Thunder is super rare in Seattle. I miss it. Uh, um, it can be really fun. I mean, it can be <laughs> a spectacular thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a spectacle. Um, we have um, uh, 
Moklasur Rahman, I'm sorry if I'm uh, mispronouncing that, uh, from Bangladesh, uh, watching our program uh, right now uh, and asking is if the tiger is a symbol of the new year. Yes, it is. This yes. year, it is the year of the tiger. Mm -hmm. Gustavo Lucas says, I don't know if this is the same tiger, but yesterday your colleagues from the Spanish service tried to turn the tiger on and it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> These things are okay. notoriously <laughs> difficult to put together. Right. Um, I think it meant to come with a light. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it, but we didn't I install one. There is one right Oh, there here, is. Yeah. Oh, wait. Does it turn on? Hold on. Oh, there is one. Oh. Oh, yay. This is working. Uh, it is inside. This one is turning on, yeah. It is. It is. I don't know if, oh, we, that is cool. if you can see anything uh, on the live stream because uh, it's pretty bright here in the studio. You probably uh, have to show its tummy to see the light. There is a, there is a little <laughs> light built into okay. the thing. Um, oh, I like that. And also, just putting these things together uh, like a disco is, ball is difficult. Uh, unless you're into origami or putting together like plane model planes or something i guess our student worker <coughs> vicky was yeah, yeah. she did a, oh, she did a great job um right. and uh we also have hello from uh uh chianian uh manikam uh and uh zach alvarez uh from india and philippines respectively thank, thank you for tuning in yes all right let's go on to next story Okay, I want to talk about the fact that Tainan animal shelters, uh, two of them in, 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 uh, in actuality, um, they boasted of 80% adoption rate. That's really impressive, and I'm so glad about that. Uh, the fact that, you know, I just adopted a cat. So, and I think that's really, really so important. And it's interesting that, um, so from 2018 to last year, oh yeah, so it's four years, they, uh, the government uh, in Tainan, um, received 40, 431,000 U.S. dollars in federal funding to improve facilities at these shelters. And so for that matter, then there was close to 80% adoption rate last year with close to 2,600 pets found new homes. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah, and the success is due in part to the office's, uh, um, what office, the Taipei office? I mean, the, sorry, the Tainan City Office, Canine Vocational Training Center where professionals train dogs to become herders. Uh -huh. And I think I can only think of one place where they would probably, you know, you know, have dogs to, as herders is um, in, at the Qingjin farm, recreational farm, where they mm -hmm. have sheep. <laughs> yeah. And I actually been there. It's really nice in Nantou County. I mean, it's uh, central Taiwan. So I can only think of there. And then, <laughs> and then there's medical response animals, therapy dogs, police dogs and guards. So over the same period, uh, close to 3,000 dogs were adopted as work animals. And um, so the city is supposedly has many strays, but I think Taipei City is just the same. And But I think it's getting better, honestly. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't even feel yeah. it's that many. Because I think it's improved. Okay. Because I honestly know that, you know, many years back, Foreigners really were appalled how oh, many strays how many we had. In the, oh. Yeah, and then actually all these, you know, you know, people, families from abroad were actually adopting our strays, mm. you know. And yeah, um, the ones that are maybe, you know, maimed or, you know, mm -hmm, handicapped. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. they were adopting the left and right. Such great love. Thank you so much. Yeah. But um, and then uh, apparently there has been positive feedback about two programs that started last year. A hospice for strays hit by vehicles. Uh -huh. And then also a service caring for pets while the owners are quarantining. Well, that's 
definitely uh, very, very necessary, very much needed. And they're vowing to continue this program into this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, yeah, I can see that that's, that's much needed. Well, I'm really glad about this 80% adoption rate. I think, yeah. um, like I was telling my son, who's the one who really wanted to get up, uh, you know, up head, um, I said, uh, I said I would rather spend money. I mean, because apparently taking an, any animal to the vet can be costly. But I said that I would rather spend money on a stray mm-hmm. and, you know, giving a good life than buying, you know, a purebred. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm the same way. I mean, I, I don't have any pets, but if I, if I did, I would definitely adopt rather than buy. Yeah. Uh, buying yeah. animals, just buying a living thing is... I yeah, and awkward. you have. To, I know John Ventrias was telling me how they actually go about doing that. You know, like getting purebreds. I mean, you have no idea how much stress it puts on the 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 mother mm-hmm. dogs or cats. You know, yeah, it's terrible. Right. So, but anyway, uh, let's take a look at some comments. Yeah. Um, uh, Jen Delory says in Texas, uh, there could be nights where it got above 35 degrees Celsius and the days could hover around 40 degrees in summer. AC was a necessity back home. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you for the conversion uh, from uh, Fahrenheit to Celsius. <laughs> 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 um, that is, a, I don't know if, if uh, that was a tool that, that did that for you, but it is very useful <laughs> if, if it did. Yeah. Um, yeah, huh. so uh, should we go to the last story? How much time yes. do we have left? Oh, we have, uh, let me see here. Uh, we have eight minutes left. Eight minutes. That's so great. We because, can, yeah. um we have some footage for you. Yes, we do. So let's move on to that. I need to play the interim music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Okay. <laughs> The last thing we're going to talk about is the Kaohsiung Lantern Festival. And you're right, mm-hmm. it's actually already happening. Yes. Because it started February 1st and mm-hmm. it's go on through the month, which is unusual. But Usually lantern, I mean, uh, you know, festival or, or rather these lantern shows go for like at the most two weeks. But mm-hmm. they're extending it to, to a month. Well, schedules are all kinds of weird because of COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, one thing, oh, so let, let, maybe let's talk about uh, the Lantern Festival very briefly because we'll, we're someone will probably be discussing this on Monday, closer to the actual festival. Okay. Uh, this year, it falls on Tuesday, uh, uh-huh. the Lantern Festival. Uh, it's, right, uh, right. it's two weeks after the beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is that uh, all manners of uh, lanterns and light shows are uh, being held in in Taiwan mm-hmm. um, all in many different places in many different uh, shapes and sizes like we have some lanterns here as you can see right well I've kind of forgot that it has to be a lantern so yeah <laughs> the tiger has to light up right I bet I bet there's gonna be some tiger themed lanterns mm-hmm. but we when we're talking about lantern festival we're talking about a big you know, kind of installments, um, mm-hmm. installations, installations, sorry, installations, um, just like the Rose Parade, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, floats or that kind of stuff. So have so you the, ever actually been to Lantern Festival here? Uh, the w- 10 years I've been here. Do you mean like to like pe- Pinchy or something? Uh, like look, the, the, when the oh, lanterns get released? Yeah, that or? is, but I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking like really the Lantern Festival, you know, we used to hold it in mm-hmm. Taipei. Uh, over by the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, and mm-hmm. it goes right around the, um, the perimeter, and and there will be all these you know lantern installments. Uh, Did I've you been, ever? I've been to one uh, by in in Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall. Oh, okay. The park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there are a lot of one. different yeah. 
uh, like big lanterns. They're, yeah. they're more like sculptures that are covered with very thin colored paper and lit up from inside. Okay. But you know what? I don't know if you noticed because I like w looking at details. They're actually made of like a cloth material, more oh, like a mesh. Okay. Because if it rains... Right, of course. It can't yeah. be actual paper these days. Yeah. Right. They're more a, a cloth kind of material, <laughs> I've realized. Yeah. That's great. That stands in the rain. Um, so. stands we rain. can enjoy it in any weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Kaohsiung this year, there was a drone show uh, that lasted 12 minutes. So we're not, unfortunately, wow. going to show yeah, you all not. of it. Uh, but it was... Part of the Lantern Festival, uh, it employed a fleet of 1,500 drones wow. that performed uh, a light spectacle, obviously after dark, over uh, Love River Bay in Kaohsiung. I'm not very familiar with Kaohsiung, so I'm oh, not sure. Oh, the Love River. It used to be terrible, like really dirty <laughs> and you know polluted, but they've done a great job several years back, and it's now a beautiful Good smelling river. <laughs> I see. Well, one of the highlights of the show was a display of national flags, or let me not spoil it for everyone. <laughs> it is a display of showing thanks, showing gratitude to countries yes. that helped Taiwan uh, during a pandemic. Yeah, both of us thought that this is a real upgrade in terms of a lantern or a drone show, right. really. Yeah, Very also impressive. 1,500 drones. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. it's uh, uh, amazing how those in sync. how how sophisticated those have I become. Know. Like, so mm, bear with us. Uh, so the, the 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 setup here is not super responsive. Not so uh, forgive me for kind of skipping around and trying to find the right uh, part of the okay. show. Okay. In the meantime, I'll try to keep talking. I mean, well, I couldn't, of be, course, doing yes. the, uh, I couldn't be doing this job because I'm so. <laughs> You know, not tech savvy. I know that I would have to have Thomas do this, but yeah. It uh, is also a show for the radio that we're recording, so we're going to have to be talking, it. <laughs> talking over it. What we're seeing. Right. <laughs> so, right. oh, oh, I'm okay. going to actually mute the video. Okay. Uh, so, okay. yes, this is what the audience is seeing, and Ooh. this is where the show was held. Uh, mm. Let me move forward in time a little bit. Uh, so, know. yeah, this is the, the kind of... Uh, displays that uh, were shown during this the show. This looks like a whale. This is a whale. jumping out of the yes. water. Uh, but let me get to, is this the right part? Yes, this is the right Ooh. part. Uh, so a swarm of drones, as you can see, is now Moving. realigning yes, to show realigning. a three-dimensional map of Taiwan, Ooh. which is really cool. Wow. And it's like turning. Yes. It's turning. Oh, it's right by the the, the river or, or the harbor, isn't it? Right, In yes. Kaohsiung. It was right over the, the, the harbor. Yeah. Uh, so the, the image of Taiwan uh, is uh, rotating slowly. Wow. It even shows the mountain range that goes right down Maybe the middle. You don't have to. Uh, every time the image changes, yeah, there's a little bit of flicker. The drones have to move around. I mean, there's 1,500 of them. Uh, imagine the programming how, how they that don't, went you into... You know, knock into each other. Uh, well, I, right? they're coordinated by a computer system. Okay, there's uh, a plane now. There's a plane, yes. So this is the part that I was talking about. A plane and an and then? airdropped crate. Let me get rid of this ribbon real quick. Uh, it's showing like a, a, a parachute. Uh, yes. So carrying it, a a crate a of we crate. we're su su supposing uh, vaccines. This is supposed to represent what? is airdropped uh, <laughs> onto <laughs> Taiwan, <laughs> which we I have to mention is not how vaccines <laughs> were delivered to Taiwan. The planes actually landed. <laughs> um, so another uh, 
realignment we're seeing okay. right now uh, wow, with the drones City, moving around. Um, yeah, the skyline. The skyline is actually beautiful. pretty impressive. The, the yeah. footage is amazing. I mean, the, it's drone footage, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's really good, uh, in my opinion. There we go. So mm. there is now a Japanese flag in the f- uh, shape of shape a heart. Of heart. Uh, now li- a Lithuanian flag, a Slovakian flag. Um, all heart-shaped. All heart-shaped. Polish flag. Ooh, your yeah. country. Uh, uh, American <laughs> flag. And lastly, we have the Czech flag. Okay. Uh, all heart-shaped. Heart-shaped. And then finally, uh, the Taiwanese flag. flag. They're, they're all pulsating a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like <laughs> wow. Waving in the air. This and is then impressive. And thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, that is Taiwan also formed thing. by drones. Thanks all those other countries that we showed uh, map-wise. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That was a, very impressive. I yeah, it's, a, it's a very pretty display. Yeah. And uh, the technology has really uh, oh, advanced. Wow. All uh, right. Uh, I prefer these kind of shows, honestly, to fireworks, I have to say. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it that we have for uh, today's Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Stay tuned for Jukebox Republic, my music show. Bye. Bye. Just tune into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Today's topic rests on improvement in public facilities around Taiwan. But the first story I have is not for the faint-hearted. So don't say I didn't warn you. As someone heard me talk about this before, she said she was glad she already had dinner before she heard my story. Well, it's about the Taipei City's government actually inking out a bill that states the standard requirements of public restrooms in the city. You're going like, what? I'm telling you, I'm so glad we're doing this finally as much as we're a developed country. I mean, something like this doesn't seem to be taken for granted in my home country until now. Yeah, so here's that song. Li Shuo Dang Ran, like Taken for Granted by Yang Shu Yu, but this song is in Hakka.
Love it in Hakka. That's so wonderful. It sounds so nice. Just like um, I really admire this other singer in Taiwan who does jazz using Hakka, and it's beautiful. Anyway, this is gives me a similar feeling here. Of course, Li So Dangren, taken for granted here, is talking about love. It's a love song. You're listening to Jubal's Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm talking about. You know、um, some improvements in public facilities around Taiwan, and right here, I'm talking about public toilets.、Um, when I first came back to Taiwan 30 years ago, we had to carry tissue papers around with us if we intend to use public toilets because there wasn't any offered at public toilets. I'm serious, and and you know I don't remember when it was when、uh, they decided that、uh, you know all public toilets should have tissue paper. So I'm really glad about that. I think it's like previously they were afraid. I mean, the government was afraid that people were going to waste toilet paper by taking too much, or to even like take home for personal use or something. I remember making sure that I bring tissue paper in my bag at all times back then. There was also an issue about lending out toilets to customers at convenience stores. I'm not going to go into details、uh, about what happened because there was an incident that happened. That made the government require all convenience stores to, you know, have their toilets, you know, make them available to the public. All's well now, except that some public toilets, especially at rest stations on like the highways,、um, they have the toilet paper dispensers installed at the entrance to、um, the whole bathroom, like outside of of all the toilets stalls. So it's like. You have to think ahead how much you need, tear that much out, bring and and then bring it with you to the toilet. It's like again, they're afraid people are going to waste too much paper, toilet paper. Anyway, so the news last month was that Taipei City Government announced that they are drafting a bill for standard equipment requirements for public restrooms in the city. So it goes on to say that aside from a toilet. There must be toilet paper, a hook, like to hang up your bag or you know your coat or something, and a shelf to hold personal items. Honestly, some don't have hooks, but then they have a shelf. But then the shelf is too small to hold my bag. Okay, then they also list saying that there needs to be a lidded trash can. Okay, that really calls for some improvement in some places. Still,、uh, the issue is that we don't have the greatest sewer system. And you know some toilets you cannot flush toilet paper, and otherwise they're going to clog up. So, you know, I don't have to go into details. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so then they also say they must have a railing, you know, for elderly people to hold on to when they go to the bathroom, and a panic alarm button. Very good. I've seen them. I've seen them. There should also be a sign outside the toilet stall indicating what kind of toilet is inside, because we also have squat toilets. Which I do not prefer anymore because now that I have bad knees, and、um, as well as a sign saying whether we can flush the toilet paper or not. I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Now it also says that public restrooms should also come with a wash basin. I mean, isn't this a given? 
Okay, and also soap dispensers, mirrors, and either paper towels or hand dryers. Okay, check. Any toilets found not up to par would be fined. You know the facility. I mean the the management will be will be fined. So according to the bill, public restrooms, water fountains, and free wireless internet are called the three major types of traveler-friendly infrastructure in modern cities. In particular, public restrooms are the first things tourists come across upon arriving in a city. Yeah, city image is so important. It all depends on how well managed the toilets are. I mean, it's so true. I do have another song, also titled "Li So Dang Ran," taken for granted, and、uh, it's by a band with a long name called Kang Shi Tan, the Bian Hua Qiu.
You're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. The next story I'm talking about is it was something in the news last week. You're gonna go like what again? Well, what it is is that the government finally got air conditioners in all public school classrooms in Taiwan, and I'm saying finally. For some of you, you might go like why? Well, it gets very hot and sticky in the summer here. It becomes almost impossible to study or teach class. Maybe you know for the teachers too. I mean, I say this is also especially good news for students when they used to take exams in hot, suffocating classrooms with no air conditioning, with just fans. But even like fans doesn't really do it. You know, it's that hot and and and, and unbearable. And then with masks on because of COVID, that's even more killing it. Really, so they installed、uh, air conditioners in three thousand one hundred public elementary. And、uh, junior high and high schools ahead of schedule. They thought that you know they won't be done,、uh, you know, until May, but、uh, they did it. They installed about 182,000 air conditioners in a year and a half. We're talking about schools in the cities and the countryside. It's a great relief for all the students in Taiwan, and I'm guessing all colleges already have air conditioners before these public schools did. With global warming, the heat is worse in Taiwan, so it really is good news for us. I remember my husband's sister、uh, lives in Switzerland, and the weather had never been as hot as it is now in the summer. So, the offices there don't have fans, let alone air conditioners. So apparently, when they have meetings, the boss chose to take them on boat rides on the lake, so that you know, hopefully, the you know meeting on the water would. Keep them cool. It really is a sad thing, you know, about global warming and what it's doing to、uh, the climates are all over the world. But yes, it's really not exactly a great thing with more air conditioners being installed, which defeats the purpose of saving the environment, right? But until we have better solutions, this has to be it. So、um, I think, and, and I think maybe some of you know that the best thing to do is when you do turn on the air conditioner to also turn on a fan. In the room, because actually it helps circulating the cold air around, so that you don't have to turn the air conditioner too low, I guess, you know, and、um, and so they wouldn't eat up so much、uh, electricity. But um, going back on, you know, the public toilets in Taiwan having to have required amenities in them, otherwise they will be fined. I mean, I think in some countries it's. Probably like you know, it's obvious what you need to have in public toilets, but that's just not the case here in Taiwan. And even though we're such a developed country, so I don't know if this is something that's a, a culture thing or or whatever. But um, yeah, um, they're setting a bill, you know, a, a law on that, requiring that, um, which I'm glad to hear, and um. We're kind of slow in catch up on things sometimes. Like you know, the other day people were saying that、um, I was interviewing somebody who was saying that wow, you know, in the states, Instagrams was like a big thing, but then it's only lately in the last I don't know several years, couple of years before you know the young people here are catching on to using Instagrams, you know, things like that.、Um, I I have been back in Taiwan for thirty years. And and there are things that are kind of slow and catching on,、um, including RTI.、Um, I mean, 
maybe you know it can there's an excuse for it because we're there's so much history at this radio station we're 90 some years old and so some things are done the old way and it was it's taking a while for us to really catch on to the new mode of doing broadcasting <laughs> like you know with more videos and and um yeah but anyway that's it for jukebox republic i'm shirley lin and i will close off with another song um, also called Li Suo Dang Ran, taken for granted. This one is by Jina Guanzi, another group.
Tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International, and you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG, and if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into six one hundred kilohertz from sixteen hundred to seventeen hundred UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on one five three two zero kilohertz from zero three hundred to zero four hundred UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at English at RTI org Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Mm-hmm.